0: welcome back to the under the umbrella podcast y'all i know we've been gone for a minute me and cam we a couple of weeks we didn't drop no episode, but you know, we've been busy, life, different stuff been happening. First and foremost, we wanna thank everybody that's still listening and anticipating episodes out there. And um we're gonna to get to it today. Today's episode we're gonna be talking about being coachable. Are you coachable as a, a player? The aspects, some of the red flags of not being coachable. Everybody goes through issue with being coachable and like how can you adjust? We're gonna elaborate on that for like the young athletes in high school, in college. Hopefully, this can help you out. But before we get started, I want to say congratulations to Cam on getting married. Cam, how you been feeling since since being married? Oh, it's
1: been great, bro. I appreciate you uh, bringing that up. Uh, that's been part of the 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 issue with scheduling these last couple of weeks, trying to find time to record our episodes. It's just. Uh, We've both been busy, so just uh, spending time with our family. I know y'all got playoffs and stuff going on, and, you know, it's been busy, but it's been good. You know, everything, you know, falling into place. So I appreciate you uh, bringing that up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Welcome to our Marriage Life. It, <laughs> I feel like it's been the same for me. It's just, yeah, it's just like now you, you get busy. That's, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, we just had a playoff game. We, uh... We won the first round and then lost the second round to a team we saw we saw all year, but they just got our number. But I think the guys they fought. I mean, it's more we could have done, but there's nothing now. We we moving on to districts. But yeah, let's get into the episode, Cam. So, um, how you want to how you want to start this off? Is it you want to give your first take on being um as a player being coachable?
1: Yeah, um, for sure because. Um, I'm glad we're touching on this topic today because being coachable is definitely important. That go that makes your coach's job a lot easier when he has players that are willing to learn and stuff like that. And that's really what I want what I want to dive into first is a part of being coachable is your uh willingness and desire to learn and improve your game. So what that means, of course, you know, when you play the game you want to learn, but you wanna be willing to take constructive criticism from your from your coaches. So that's not only being able to actively listen to what they're telling you or explaining to you or or informing you, okay, we want you to do this or that, but it's also applying that feedback you're getting from your coaches into practicing games. You don't want to have people that putting in the time and effort to teach you things and, you know, help you learn things. And you don't take that information back and apply it to in real time and practice working on things that also go into games. And like we've talked about in episodes before, practicing games go hand in hand. You should be working this even harder on practice to make your game easier. So, again, being coachable, that also means when you're being criticized you know, by your coaches constructively, you don't want to be pouting, rolling your eyes, complaining, challenging your coaches when they're giving instructions. You want to be open-minded and willing to adjust and make changes to what they're telling you they want you to do. And the biggest thing, and I feel like we've, we've touched on this in previous episodes also, is not taking constructive criticism personal. I feel like Especially, I mean, I'm not even going to say especially just for the the younger players, but as I know, even in for the high school and college players, that's something that they have a hard time dealing with also is when your coach is giving you constructive criticism, it's hard not paying attention to the way they're saying something versus just the message they're trying to get across. So sometimes you have players where their coach could be telling them something and they're more focused on the delivery of what they, what they're saying versus just, you know, the important message in that conversation and, uh, you know, and applying it further. And, um, I think that's something that players need to kind of keep in the back of their mind is like, okay, there's some coaches, they may be better at delivering certain criticisms than other coaches. Where some coaches, they're just going to get straight to the point, you know, say what needs to be said and move forward. So I think it's like sometimes if you have those type of coaches who are very straightforward and just kind of get to the point and keep it moving because we got a game to win. And I think sometimes players may not know how to deal with that. And they may take things that are being said to them personal, like, oh, my coach doesn't like me or he doesn't think I'm good or he doesn't want to play me or he picks on me, whatever the case may be. I think that ties into, you know, taking constructive criticism, you know, understanding your, your coach is not personally attacking you. They're trying to give you the best information to help you improve.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely true. For, for this topic, I, I made like a little list of stuff that I feel like make you a very coachable player. And Cam, you could give feedback on anything I put on the list if you feel like it. For me, I started off with just simple, listening to the coach, like being open-minded, hear what the coach got to put out there. And like Cam pointed out multiple times saying, well, we pointed out, both pointed out multiple episodes how being, don't take what, like criticism personal, don't take it personal. That's what my, like, I feel like that's number one on my list. Listen to the coach. And be open to like philosophy or what they're trying to put out there. And number two for me, it's not always, always that case. But majority of the time, remember the coach want the best for you. Like, sometimes you have to put that in your head. It might, like, for some, like, we all been, I'm pretty sure, Cam, you've been in a situation where I experienced, like, I had a high school coach that he probably did want the best for me in his own way. Me, personally, I thought he was a bad coach. That's saying, like, because his record's shown. This guy's been coaching for, like, 20 years, and I think he only had, like, two winning seasons. 20-plus years and two winning seasons. So that alone says a lot. But to me, he probably did one of the best for all his players in his own way, in the way he saw the game, because I think he knew how to play the game. I think he knew the game, but he just didn't know how to coach it to other people. That was just my opinion on him as a coach. But I always want people to remember... The coaches always want the best for you. It might not be the way that you think, but it is true. You got any take on that, Cam, before I go to, like, number three on my list? Yeah, I think
1: that's very important for players to know is, you know, in most instances, like you said, there are those, you know, those those situations where you have coaches that don't have the right mindset. But in most situations, your coach is always going to have your, your best, interest at heart and like you said sometimes how things go it may not seem that way or you may not necessarily feel that way but sometimes coaches just have their style and you know that's just how it is but for the most part coaches are only giving you this information because they want you to succeed it's like if, if I'm coaching you and you're under me if we're successful then it shows that we're we're putting the work in. We're working together. And I think that's important too. I think, um, cause I want to touch a little bit of, on that prior towards the end of the episode about just the relationship between the player and the coach and how you being coachable. That's one of the benefits of you being open and motivated to be actually be coached. You and your coach build a better relationship. So it makes the game a lot easier when. Over time, you and your coach has built a relationship and a rapport where the communication is there. That's another big point about this episode. One of the things I wrote down is communication. I think sometimes that, that may get lost in the scheme of like us talking about, you know, certain topics, but communication is always, should always be in most situations, communication should always be a top five priority because nothing can get done if nobody's communicating so that's coaches players that player to player those relationships are important and if you know you're a coachable player and practice and games off the course of stuff all of that you're just going to have better relationships with your teammates with your coaches and anytime you can build you know build that relationship that just makes sense it makes it easier for your team to be successful because everybody's usually on the same page when communication levels are high, you know, everybody wants to win. And usually when your relationships are like that with your team, usually success comes with that because y'all want to win. Y'all y'all know the person next to you wants to win just as bad as you. So I think those are some of the things that come around with being coachable that some players, may not really think about like some of the benefits that come with actually being that type of player.
0: Yeah. That's why I'm like, um that's how I, I said it's, it's small. Like it's rare that you would ever find a coach doesn't want the best for the play. It, like you said before, can it's all depend on like how the coaches is approaching their philosophy because they might see you in a certain role that you might not see yourself. And that's why I was like it, you it's rare, I feel like you bump into coaches that don't want the best for you. Like super rare. I think right. it's like an anomaly, Dan. But um number three for me, I had um as a player, ask questions. Like if you don't know something or 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 you just like you don't know, or you wanna you wanna know more, ask questions because that that helps. And that shows that shows the coach, your teammates, everybody, like you engage. You want to know more. Like you're you're there, you're focused and you're trying to grab the concept of whatever the coach is putting out there or your teammates are putting out there, too, because you could be coached by your teammates as well, especially if you're a younger guy. and You have seniors. They could coach you into certain roles and help mold you and be like an older mentor on the court mentor because you always need those. So that's like I think that's big asking questions. Number four for me on my list, I had. Don't make excuses, and that basically comes simply down to just be accountable. Like if you make a mistake, hold up to it. Like it's just gonna like the more you like, cause I don't like speaking on. Like I seen players make make excuses recently, and I'm like, yo, just just own up to it. it it's not wrong if you like everything is not gonna go your way, and it's just simple. I don't know if you got you got take on that, Cam?
1: Yeah, that for sure. For yeah, making excuses was definitely uh, on my list as well. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think that's just, it's a honestly, and we've said this before too, a lot of these topics are very important in the realm of basketball, but also in life as well. So that's just, I think, yeah. a thing in general, just when things are going the way you want them to and you don't want to take the accountability on yourself, that's usually what you do. You tend to just make excuses because you want, in your mind, you want a reason to why things aren't going your way. Like it, in your mind, it can't possibly be you. So that's why that type of mindset in the realm of being coachable, it don't, they don't go together. You can't make excuses and be coachable. So that's the thing. It's yeah. like when it comes to making excuses, your coach don't want to hear that. <laughs> that's just that's the simple fact of it your coach don't want to hear excuses like if um yeah, yeah. you didn't get enough sleep the night before you know let's say you got a, a early practice or y'all got a, a a game that may be a little bit earlier than a normal game maybe it's a Saturday game or something like that and you know you come in let's say it's a practice you come in tired oh coach I didn't get enough sleep last night well you know You should have figured that out last night. You know, you know, you had a, you know, we had practice or we had a game. Get your stuff on. Let's go. Like, we don't want to hear that. So it's just, you want your players to understand that excuses is just that, excuses. You don't got time for it. If you want to get better, you want to improve. That's one, especially in games, because if you make an excuses With practice stuff, or why you didn't your grades is is dropping, whatever the case may be, you're not gonna be ready for a game situation. So if you're in the game and you get beat, and your man scores, or you miss this rotation, you're gonna have an excuse every time. After a while, your coach is not gonna want to hear that excuse. They're gonna be like, "All right, well, I'm gonna get somebody in here who don't give me no excuse. They just do it."
0: Yeah, that nah, that's true, and it's like. It's like, don't make excuses because now especially like, I'm seeing like, I, I watch film and I see like players do certain things or tell the coaches, this don't happen. I don't see, I didn't get the ball and this and this. And then you go back and you watch the film and you'd be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And they, it's oh, like It's right. like, don't make no excuse. Like, and there's a lot of film to show like whatever you've been doing on the court if you complain it, it's just that simple, man. Don't make no excuse. Accountability, like if you make a mistake, just own up to it and everybody gonna move on from that. And the coach is gonna have more respect for you because the coach's gonna be like, yo, he he take it. Like, if he make a mistake, he gonna admit he made it. He's not gonna look for a teammate or somebody to bail him out from it. And uh, number five on my list, I had ego. Checking your ego at the door. Like, every practice. Yeah, that's crazy. Every game. I just had <laughs> the same thing I
1: was just about to read, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, touch on that, Cam. Touch on that. <laughs> Talk, to them. Yeah, Talk to them. I, I had that written down for sure. That's the one I was going to next. Check your ego at the door. That shows respect to your coach. And also it goes hand in hand with, you know, checking your ego is don't be defensive. When your coaches are trying to correct you on something or give you a, a tip or, you know, advice in a game or a practice, whatever, don't become defensive when they point in out something you did wrong. Because again, if you want to be coachable, you don't get defensive about that. You know, it's like we've just said before, they want the best for you. Why are you getting defensive? Like, that's the real question is when I get criticized by my coach, if you're this player, you know, when I get criticized by, by my coach and I, you know, your first reaction may be to get angry or defensive. It's like, Why? Because nine times out of ten, if you're getting angry or defensive, whatever they're saying is probably true most of the time, and that's why you're getting defensive. And I know that from my own personal experience as a player, where that's usually how it is. If you know you slacking somewhere and your coach pointing out you, you're you're gonna most of the time you're probably gonna take it personal because you're like, man, why is he pointing this out? I know I ain't do that, da 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 da. But it's again accountability. What's wrong with him pointing it out? now you know so don't make the same mistake. and i think that goes hand in hand with the ego too learning from your yeah
0: no no i was saying what you were saying is right they all go together and it's like funny like we not like we don't even like when me and cam come up with topics we don't like yo let's break down like cam go on his own do his own thing and i go on my own we come back and then we make the show. So it's like crazy. Like, that's how you know these are signs of being coachable. Like, most of the stuff I probably point out or Cam is going to point out is on my list, too. So it's yeah. like, you you know, it's not a lie there. If two people are giving out the facts, it's not a lie. Because, like, like I said, the ego and then I don't know if Cam had this on the list. I think right after that, to me, like, your behavior. Like, if you know you have a bad attitude, bad behavior, like, change that. Like, cause that's going to hinder you from being coachable. In my opinion, I feel like, cause I dealt with it and I realized like the following season, I was like in high school, I was like, yo, I got to kind of change that. But that's something I feel like is there, like changing your, um, bad habits that you notice that you might notice or somebody, a teammate might point out to you, or maybe not the head coach but an assistant coach or somebody just watching the game is like, yo, you be doing this too much. Like just take it in. And that comes back to constructive criticism. And I think you just, just be humble. Like I understand some people, some players, they got to talk. Like I, I play with homies. Like my boy, Nico, I, if he listen, he's one of them dudes. He going to talk his talk. Like he, that's just who he is, but he's humble when he has his moments. Like if somebody does say it's going to humble him. So, but now I met more kids that's like not humble like even if they know they can't cook or we lose to a better team oh that team not good so why you lost then that's why I'd be like so if they're not good why we lost then be humble, yeah, like, they
1: gotta be like, humble. like
0: like like, be, like this is something like actually happened Cam like recently this season like we lost a game We I think we shouldn't have lost either but oh they're not that good so why we lost we lost to them twice why we lost like why we lost? It, yeah, they're not I know that exactly good. what you're talking good? about, bro. Because I had
1: teammates <laughs> like that. Like you know, when you when you coming up and you playing, you know, high school ball, you playing AAU ball, you have teammates like that, or where maybe we lost a game and that player didn't necessarily play well, and they want to try to try to diminish the other team. It's like nah, they spanked us, we lost. Like ain't no excuses about what happened or nah we lost like that's the thing you don't want teammates like that cuz those are the type of teammates where every time something don't happen where y'all y'all winning they want to make excuses or diminish the other team or just make it seem like oh we beat ourselves nah we lost because this team outplayed us whatever whatever but like you said yeah. it's one of those things where you have to change those type of habits quick, or it's not yeah. gonna end
0: well. Cause it's like, um, what I was watching, I think I just turned on the TV. I think Georgia Tech. I'm pretty sure is who's the coach. I think Damien Stoudemire. um yeah, Stoudemire is the, the coach. Was yeah, the first year there. I just, I just like turned on TV. I didn't because I'm not interested in Georgia Tech. I don't like. But I turned on TV and they just like they did like his post game interview and he was just like, they asked him a question like, "Yo, what happened?" This is like kind of a game you guys should have been like, y'all should have won. And he simply just straight up was like, they spanked us. It was like, it's no excuse. Like, they yeah. looked up on us. It was like, it was, it was like, he was like, yeah, we probably should have won that game, but it's no excuse. He didn't get on there and was like, yeah, that, that team can't beat us. He was like, yo, it's simple. They spanked us. And, and I'm pretty sure, I hope that's the way his guys probably felt in the locker room like, yo, it might be one or two kids like, yo, We should have lost, man. We wait. Like, yeah, you do feel better, but if the, if at the end of the day and the results show you ain't been winning, that they good. They good. You got to leave it at that. You can't be like, oh, they not good. They good. They beat you. If they beat you multiple times, they good. So that's something I said. Um, I think last on my list, I feel like just like wanted to learn from like, just try to like, as being coachable, try to learn from more experienced players and, and coaches that have been around? Because I know like if some kids like they don't if it, they only listen to certain people like they might listen to their head coach and their parent and that's it. Like sometimes listen like sometimes some experienced players out there experienced coaches like I'm not saying take all the advice but just be open to listen willing to learn and and listen from more experienced people like players and stuff like that. You got anything else you want to add Cam?
1: Yeah because I think Another part of this side of being coachable is pretty much how you in- interact on the sideline during games. So Yeah, that's big. That's for the, big, for the players that don't know that if you're being recruited, college coaches look at that. And I don't mean just say like, oh, when they come to you play, you know, and there's a timeout. They might glance over and look at your bench and see what's going on and then, you know, go back to their phone or whatever. Like nah, like coaches will purposely come to the game. Like if they know you're good to a certain level, they really don't need to see you play a hundred times. Like they pretty much know your game, know your strengths and weaknesses. But they're going to sometimes they're going to be coming to other games simply just to see how you act on the sideline. They want to see. How you interact with your teammates and timeouts and the huddle. They wanna see how you react when your coach is talking to you. Are you looking them in the eyes? Are you pouting? Are you making what's your facial expressions? Does it look like you're listening? That type of stuff. Even they wanna if you if your parents are sitting behind your bench, they're gonna be looking to see, oh, is you over at your are you looking over at your parents? You looking over at your dad, you you know, you trying to, you know, have little side conversations with him instead of paying attention to your coach. Those are the type of things that I, that players don't think are as important as as they are, especially when it comes to being recruited. Because like you said, you could be a great player, but if they notice on the sideline or even just on the court that you have that ego where, you know, you don't really want to listen to anybody or like you said, you want you only listen to certain individuals that coach knows if he brings you to his program you're going to give him problems most likely if he's trying to coach you up and you don't really have like you also said can the desire and the want to to be coached, he's going to have to fight with you to get you to be all in with his program and coaches would rather not have to do that they'd rather just recruit a player where they don't have to teach that part and i think that's a big part too is when it comes to being coachable, coaches align that with you doing, you already doing stuff that I don't have to make you do. Like, I don't have to tell you to be accountable. I don't have to tell you to be open-minded. Like, I could just come to you with anything and I know you're going to be like, all right, coach, I got you. It's like certain things that come with being coachable that it's more than just, you know, shooting, passing, whatever. It's like, it comes more about your demeanor. Like, how do you care about the game? Like, how do you go about getting things done? Are you somebody that has to be motivated all the time or are you more self-motivated? Do you want to be coached, or do you want to do what you want to do and kind of, you know, not have to listen to your coach as much? So being coachable, you want to always, always, and this goes tied into what I was saying earlier about building those relationships with your coaches and teammates. If you have those relationships, it's just like, for example, if me and you are on the same team, which I, I'll use this ex- this example when we played intramurals together. When we was on the court, like you could speak on it. We really didn't have much to say to each other. Like we knew what we came <laughs> there, and it was like, bro, hey, we ain't got to say nothing. Like we we, I feel like. In that situation, it was just like, we both were just locked into what we were trying to do. It was like, all right, bro, like, oh, I'm guarding him, you guarding him, all right, bet. Like, let's go. Like, we, it wasn't a whole bunch of planning and a whole bunch of talking. It was just like, we know what we need to do. It's, and because of how close we were, it was like, we could be locked in like that. And then after the game, act like, you know, just go back to normal, like, conversation and just, chilling, whatever. But it's like, in those, when we knew we was about to get in those lines, it was like, nah, like, wait, like excuses, like, none of that ever happened because it was just like, nah, we're not trying to hear that. And we could have used excuses like, oh, it's just me and you as the two, you know, basketball players playing with these other dudes. And we could have just used that as an excuse. Like, oh, our team ain't good enough. Like, whatever, whatever. But it was like, nah, like, we don't care about that. I feel like that's part of being coachable is just like not worrying about anything outside of what your coach is trying to get across to you. Like there's some players that when you, as a coach, you're trying to get something across and they're already thinking about somebody else's opinion about what you're trying to show them or teach them or whatever. Like if you're teaching them something and they're already thinking about, you know, or I'm gonna tell, you know, one of my parents about him saying we need to do X, Y, and Z and it's like that mentality of you already trying to buff the system. Like you already trying to like diminish the coach. And you don't want players like that. Like you want players that are uh, whatever you know, they can tell you, Go jump go jump though, uh go run through this brick wall. I'm like, all right, I got you coach. Like even though you know, like this probably might not be a good thing, but hey coach said do it hey let's get to it it's not literally but you want to have that mentality of like what the coach says goes in order for us to be successful we all have to be on that page like whatever coach says goes like i don't want to hear no excuse and as teammates you should want that like as a teammate you should want your the people you play with you should want them to all you want all of them to be on the same page as far as if you're the leader or if that's just naturally your demeanor to, you know, always be in line with the coach's philosophy. Then if every player down the roster is on the same page, then the coach really don't have to worry about a lot. Like as far as trying to get, uh, what is, what I want to call, he doesn't have to try as hard to get everybody to buy in. And I think being coachable is just in a short way is just being able to buy into what the coach is doing. Like, don't make excuses. Don't try to change it. Don't try to say what should, what works better or what you think works better or if if they ask you, that's different. But if a coach is coming in and they have this philosophy, do you have to get in line with that? If y'all want to all be on the same page.
0: Yeah, before we move on, Cam, just to get back, I want to put two more points in. When you talked about, like, us being, like, playing, I know this was not college-level games, but, like, just in a marrow, like, you being so coachable made me want to play with you. I'd be like, yo, I, I want to play with this dude, because I know he's serious. I know, because, like, people don't understand. When you're coachable and, like, anyone wants, like, people want to play with people who are accountable, who holds themselves accountable, and is going to hold others accountable. You don't want to play with a guy that's making excuses because mo- majority of the time, 90% of the time, a guy who makes excuses always going to get mad at his teammates. Majority yeah. of the time. Everybody they know that. They, get, they usually always get mad at their teammates. Oh, why you took that shot? And then the teammates say to them, but you just took four bad shots. Oh, but my... Like, they find ways to, like, rebuttal everything. You That's a sign that you're... That's a sign that you're not coachable. If you, like, always, like, mad at a teammate always. Oh, they did this. They did this. Like, that's why I enjoy playing. Yeah, that's why I used to enjoy playing with you, with Cam, with you, because it was like, I know, like you said, once we got in that 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 square, we already, well, rectangle, we already knew, like, what time it is. Like, if we made a mistake, it's not, we're not going to dwell on it. We're going to be like, all right, I fucked up. I'm going to get to it. Like, we're going to just get to it. And then another point, when you were talking about how a coach is repla- going to replace you, you were saying earlier, like, this is what the high school kids got to realize, especially like seniors. Like when you're in high school, your coach, he can't he, he wish he probably wish he could go out and replace you with another kid from another high school or find a kid, which is rare. High school coach is not going to do that. So this mindset like, oh. You kind of know you're not going to get replaced, but you need to take that out of your mindset. You should operate like, yo, I could get replaced because that's going to prepare you for college. Come in there and think like, oh, he ain't going to be able to find nobody like me. No, college is a different ball game. They could find somebody else like you. High school, nah, because it's the local area. You got to work with what you got. But remember, when you get to that next level, they can replace you. That's something I just want to put out there because I don't want people to think like, oh, Oh yeah, nobody could replace. No, you could get replaced, especially in college. They definitely do. They go find kids that fit their philosophies, fit their roles that they need to play, and then those kids develop into bigger roles.
1: Yeah, and with just to dig back on what you just said, and with especially in the NCAA, with with the transfer portal the way it is, do not think you are above being replaced because there's so many kids hitting that portal, so many kids. And I think that may, you know, we may want to touch into this on another episode, but do you think the transfer portal may have, that type of thing, do you think that has an effect on kids being coachable as far as always wanting to, like, if they go to a program and things are working out, like, obviously they should have the right to want to go to another school. But I think, I'm wondering, does that have an effect on, like, players like quickness to like if they go to a school and it's like okay they're there for a year and things ain't going well they just hit the portal it's like is that becoming a thing where it's like it's making it easier for players to make excuses like oh well my coach not messing with me I'm about to hit the portal but we could we could definitely touch on that another episode but with the high school players I definitely think you should always have the mindset that you could be replaced because even if you thinking of as far as being replaced that may not be with another player. That just means you may get less minutes and those other available minutes are going to get spread out to other players and not you. So it's like how you want to take it. You could say, oh, well, you know, they can't replace me, but they can bench me. They can sit me. They can lessen, lessen my role. They can lessen my minute. So it's like you should never think you're in, like as a player, you, ne- you should never think you're in control of anything because the, the coach could just be like, I don't like your attitude. I'm benching you and just keep it moving. And like I said, that that depends on coaching styles. But realistically, especially at the high school level, you ain't making this high school no money for real. So they're not going to have no type of initiative like that to just let you kind of do what you want to do or whatever. It's like, nah, if you're not doing what the coach expects, they could just bench you if they really want to just show you like, nah, this is not how things go. But like you said, in high school, it's a little bit harder for a coach to have, you know, that type of like leeway, I guess. But if they're one of them coaches that's just stern and they stand on what they stand on, it's like you being a good player or a great player or whatever may not really matter to them. So, yeah, just depends on the coaches. But like you said, regardless of that, you shouldn't have that mindset anyway that you can't be replaced because that's. Again, another life lesson. That's not how life goes. If you go to a job and you think you're above being replaced, your ass will get fired quickly. And that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand in just the workforce in general is if you come in with an attitude like you're above being replaced, usually you get replaced. That's just how it goes.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) nothing but facts, Cam. That's that's true. Because, like, yo, like, for real, for real, Like, a lot of, like, sports in general, I think it gives you, like, no matter what sport you play, I think it gives you a little bit more, it could help you more if, like, to prepare you for, like, real life. Like, it it does. In my opinion, I feel like basketball prepared me for, like, a lot of, like, real-life situations that I never, like, think would ever, like, you know, you would never think they they would correlate with each other or be like, dang. Like, especially the mental toughness part and just being committed to something, like. Like you were saying, Cam, like they would fire you at a job too if you ain't if you ain't listening. Cam, is there any like do you have any like red flags that you could say like for a player right now that's listening, you like, yo, these are like a few things that I feel like is a red flag. If you don't have this, you might not be coachable. Basically like like red flags for being coachable, like being like an uncoachable player. Before you go, I know we're talking about being coachable, but I think we should have to point out stuff that we feel like if you're not doing this right now, you this this is saying you might not be coachable. Like I just feel like we should point some of those out. Yeah, um
1: I bet, like you said, I feel like if you make excuses, that's number 1. That's a red flag. If you don't make eye contact with your coaches, that's a red flag. I think it's a lot of it sideline stuff to be honest, like if you constantly yelling at your teammates or demeaning your teammates or, you know, you always, like you said, you always have a rebuttal for your coach. You know, everything your coach says, you have an a answer for it. If you're late, <laughs> that's yeah. that's you. If you're late to practice, if you're late to meetings or a film session or anything like that, it's anything that falls in the realm of you making your coach's job harder than it has to be.
0: That's So true. a
1: red flag could be... When we're in a film session and I point out a mistake, you know, you suck your teeth or you roll your eyes or, you know, you know, mumble something under your breath. Those are red flags. Like anything to where like you just don't want to accept criticism. And I feel like in the, the big picture of being coachable, construct, being able to, under, to listen and take constructive criticism, that's really it in a nutshell is how yeah. well do you take criticism? If Because <laughs> it really starts from there. Like, it's how do you take criticism and do you take it personal? Like, that's it in the grand scheme of it. It's like, because usually it stems from there. It's like, like I said, if we're in a film session and I point something out and you have a rebuttal or a side mm-hmm. eye or whatever, it's like, that's going to stem to the court. So then when we're in practice, and you do the same thing again, and I point it out. Then, what then what are you going to do? Nine times out of ten, you're gonna you're gonna have the same type of demeanor unless you really are accepting of it and want to change it. If you really are accepting of it and want to change it, then the coach will notice you going about it that way. Whereas, okay, we talked about this in the film session. Now we in practice. You make this similar mistake, and I bring it up again, and. You don't say nothing. You just go right back at it. That's the type of thing you want as far as a coach. Like you want it to be you want your player to make your job easy so that you can make so that basically you want the player to make the coach's job easy so that you can make the coach teaching you easy as well. Because even when I wrote these notes down, I basically correlated being coachable to being teachable it's it's the same it could it could be with school it could be with basketball like you said it could be a job whatever the case may be how well can you be taught something that you don't know and i think there's a, a big part of it or a big part of this that i didn't really think about was like how well do you handle like put it this way it's like you don't know what you don't know so it's like, as a player, if you don't know the difference between being coachable and uncoachable, you think you're doing things the right way. Like, even if you're yelling at your teammates or going back and forth with your coach, a lot of times those players in their mind, they don't think they're doing something wrong. They're like, oh, it's supposed to be like this. You know, I'm I'm this player, so I'm supposed to buck the system or whatever the case may be. When in reality, it's just, They don't know what this what the right way looks like. They probably like a lot of these players that do that. They've never been taught anything different. So now that they they've had a they ran into a coach that's trying to get them to do these things. These coachable habits. They think it's the coach just being difficult or picking on them or whatever. It's like no, you don't understand. This is how it should be versus what you think it should be. So I think a lot of times. Like we're saying with the criticism part, it's a lot of times these players don't even know that this is something that they shouldn't be doing, or they may know that and they just don't care to. But I think a lot of it stems from them, from them just never really being coached in that way and understanding like this is what being coachable is. This is what being uncoachable is. Like you were saying the red flags. It's like, if you put it in that context of red flags, I think a lot of players would understand more of what these type of conversations mean. Like, oh, this is a red flag. Oh, like, then they may look like, oh, I do that. I do that red flag. I didn't know that was, you know. So it's it's all about them just being teachable, but being teachable means you want to get better. You want to learn. It's just like school. If you got a professor that's trying to help you How are you gonna get the help if you act like you don't need the help? So it's all about all this ties in together about being coachable, being teachable, taking criticism. It's like it all comes goes hand in hand when you're trying to learn from mistakes, learn from bad habits, change bad habits. It's all it's all a lot of it's all new stuff for for that player or that person. So it's, it's an adjustment to like listening to somebody criticize you and you not taking it some type of way and kind of just being like all right listen and then apply it because a lot of like we've had conversations before where in the heat of a game or practice or something it's hard to keep those emotional emotions under control so me and you as players we're not saying oh you got to be perfect like that's that's not realistic but it's having the mindset to where that's where you want to be. And then when you make mistakes, like you said, and I've said before, be accountable, learn from it, and then apply it and get better. Versus, like we were saying earlier, red flag. You get information or you get a critique from your coach, and instead of applying it to your game, you just do what you've been doing. You know, that's the difference. Like, being more of a team for being, you know, basically caring more about the team versus, you know, your own personal feelings and what you want and that type of stuff. So I think all of those things tie into not only like doing the things that, that separate being coachable and uncoachable, but just keep, um, like be as a player willing to understand what that is, like what being coachable is. What are red flags of being uncoachable? Just so it's like, I don't, so they don't think they're just doing this, you know, and there's not going to be some, there's not going to be success behind it. Like, I feel like players need to understand that all these things can only make you get better. You, if you follow all these things, you're not going to get worse. Like, I don't care who you are, what you think. If everything we're telling you about being coachable, if you follow these things, and work on these things to improve, you're not going to get worse. You're only going to get better.
0: Yeah, that's true. I only got to add, um, for like the red flags, in my opinion, because Cam hit on a bunch of good ones. I feel like this one is tied in with what Cam said, just coming off. Like, a red flag for me is if you don't have a growth mindset. That's like all bro. that red flag. I don't mean to cut like, you off, bro.
1: but that, no, go I, ahead, had, go ahead. That, I go had that ahead. written down to under the the part where I'm talking about listening to what they say and not how they say it and align with communication. But go ahead. Keep going, bro.
0: Nah, yeah. I, that's what I was like. I think like Cam said, everything like it, it comes back. Like And like he just said, being coachable, like it's not going to fail you. Like it's just the way if you treat the game right, the game won't treat you right. And the last one for for red flag for me is like, yo, don't avoid a challenge because we all know, Cam, anyone that's listened to that play for a long time, coaches really just challenge you. And if you're avoiding the challenge, you're not coachable. They're gonna challenge you. Like it might not be like a challenge, like a on court challenge. For some people, some people need a off court challenge. Some guys it might be like, hey, we need, can you step up to the plate and defend this guy? Sometimes might be off court. Hey, can you start coming to practice early? Like it's like don't avoid the challenge because that's what most coaches do. Cause they they're gonna get the best out of you. If somebody's getting the best out of you, they're gonna challenge you to do something you're not used to doing or improve on something that they feel like you're you're going mid at it and you could go at a higher level. So that's what I say. Don't avoid the challenge at all. Don't avoid these like challenges coaches put ahead of you because you're never gonna know. And 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 that that all circles around, don't be a victim in the situation. Just like Take it head on and, and make the adjustment and ask your coach questions if the challenge is getting a little difficult. But like me and Cam were saying here, like to for me, simplifying it, this topic is important because being coachable just leads to like being coachable. Being focused is like you're basically like taking away the me and you're going to we as a team, which is going to improve your leadership skills, improve like the team productivity. Improve the overall effort by everyone, like, once you're coachable. The bottom line to everything is like, yo, everything is going to improve when you're coachable. People want to play with you. They're going to know you don't take excuses, even when guys, the guys are going to respect you, and it's going to be vice versa. And the coach is going to give you more freedom. If a coach knows he could coach you and he knows what you're capable of, he trusts you more. He gets more freedom. So being a being coachable is important. That's just, like, my last take. Cam, you got anything else you want to – put out there yeah
1: i just wanted to touch on kind of big piggyback off of what you just said um i think that goes into just some of the benefits of being coachable like i got some written down in my notes whereas if like i was saying if you follow all of these you know these tips and these this advice not just from us just from you know other coaches and things like that the benefits of you being coachable is you're going to get more playing time. If you're not already getting the playing time you want, you'll have greater team cohesion. So that's in practice, on the floor. And then also it speeds up your learning with your team. Like whether that be, okay, we want to play this style of basketball. This, you know, players being coachable benefits us being able to learn and pick up things at an accelerated level versus a team where you have players who you have to still convince to buy in. But then it also helps better your relationship. Hey,
0: Can, yeah. can let me interject real quick on, just because you just made a good point. Like that right there, like being coachable and it speeds up your learning process, because you, we all know that plays a factor in a real-life game situation when a coach needs to run a play that you might never ran before, where the coach is like, yo, we got to adjust. And being coachable kicks in at that moment right there and there, but go ahead, cam, yeah,' cause with that it's it's that that part is important
1: because that's all about your focus, and another one of the benefits of being coachable is it improves your relationships with your teammates and coaches. And like I said earlier, even like you were just saying, when you have those intense moments in a game, you having that relationship with your teammates, with your coaches. And it makes those situations a little less tense because the last part I was going to say about the the benefit that ties into that is the internal calm, which means in those situations, your team is calm. Like if it's a tight, let's say it's two seconds left, we're down one, we're in the huddle and the coach is coming up with a play. If your team is internally calm, like it's nobody really panicking. It's nobody worrying. It's nobody talking. Everybody's quiet and just listen to the coach. The coach is calm. He's just, you know, explaining what we're trying to do. And usually in those situations, that team will, will somehow come out on top because of those, that time spent, the time spent building that relationship, that accelerated time we were just talking about, learning certain plays and how to adjust in situations all that comes in and ties in together. But I wanted to bring up a quote for everybody to kind of conclude this episode today. My wife just recently bought me this Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality book. And because we were doing this episode today on uh, being coachable, there's a, a section in the book where Kobe was touching on his relationship with Phil Jackson. And just to give a little context of this section in the book it starts off saying a good coach is of the utmost importance so the sec- the part um the paragraph i wanted to point out was where kobe is saying during our first go together phil thought i was uncoachable he thought i questioned his authority and questioned his plans he thought i didn't listen when he came back he realized that was just me being me He realized that I was just very inquisitive and unafraid to ask questions. He realized that that's how I process information and learn. Once he put his pulse on that, he was more patient with me. He was more willing to sit and answer many questions and talk everything through. So that's the part I wanted to mention today, just because that just touches on that player coach relationship and how even sometimes Y'all may not be, you know, it, well, in this context, Kobe said that him and Phil Jackson were polar opposites. So sometimes you just have that where you and your coach, y'all not very similar in certain ways. But I feel like if that effort is put in to build that relationship, especially as a player, like in this instance with Kobe, he was coachable because he was willing to listen and learn. Even though, like you were saying, Ken earlier, Don't be afraid to ask questions. Most people in Kobe Bryant's position will feel like they're kind of above asking questions or being curious or inquisitive about something. They probably would usually think they just know everything, but it's just to show you, like, no matter what level you are, you're all, you should always be open minded to being coached because you can always learn something. So that's why I want to kind of, I wanted to pull that quote from this book because it just touches on that in itself. Like, you want to be coachable, but you you should never think that you're above learning something new or learning a better way to do something. Or just in general, like we've said before with life, you got to be able to adjust and pick up things and be open to when things change, and you got to change. So I think all the younger players, so just try to pick up that type of mindset of like, you never think you've learned enough or you never think you know enough. There can always be more information to learn. There can always be a coach that can teach you something as long as you're being open to it. So that means ask, like Ken said earlier, asking questions, welcoming feedback, feedback, welcoming the challenge, be prepared, be humble and just learn from your mistakes.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that quote, Cam. We appreciate everybody that's been listening, being patient, patient with us with these episodes. Hey, man, like we always say, treat the game right. The game will treat you right, right, right back. Hey, until next time, man, stay under the umbrella. Be safe, y'all.